Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patsy Deference is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. So as the old saying goes, even a blind squirrel with no hair, back pain, so-so hearing, and a diet Mountain Dew addiction finds a nut. And that squirrel, let me tell you, with no hair, eh, hearing, back pain, and a diet Mountain Dew addiction is me. Because a day after, I write up five fake Patriots trades. The Boston Herald, bostonherald.com. Those come out Saturday. Sunday morning, come on down. Tyrone Wheatley Jr., an offensive tackle. I will bet you had no idea existed. Because for the most part, I had no idea who Tyrone Wheatley Jr. was until earlier this summer. He is someone who is now a New England Patriot. So is Vidarian Lowe, a former offensive tackle for the Vikings, whom they traded for hours later today as we are on the eve of roster cuts, just hours away, less than 24 hours away, recording late Monday night. We are going to run down both of those two real trades, three fake trades I wrote up in that same piece that dropped Saturday. And I've got one new one for you. Uh, All of this brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. And this podcast, Pass Interference Podcast, which last couple episodes I have asked and you have delivered five-star ratings, more reviews. Again, we're open to any kind of feedback. Hit me up on Twitter, email, but especially Apple and Spotify are huge for us as we continue to grow. Um, Right now, the Patriots roster is not growing. It is shrinking. They are still more than 20 moves away, again, as we record late Monday night. But the two new offensive tackles, Tyron Wheatley Jr. and Vidaria Lowe, both speak to something that you've known about with this team. If you have tuned in for a preseason game, a preseason quarter, a series, or read a single piece, Specifically one I wrote two and a half weeks ago that Phil O'Brien is treating this offense like the offensive line is a bug and not a feature. Something he is a problem as opposed to almost 50% of that offense whenever he sends it out there. And you can tell in the play column, RPOs, screens, ton of play action, the kind of offense you would run if you knew you had offensive line problems. Well, the Patriots have finally come around. And it might be Bill O'Brien getting in Belichick's ear saying, we can't play like this with City Sal playing offensive tackle. So they trade Pierre Strong, fourth round pick from a year ago out of South Dakota State. You all knew Pierre Strong because the dude is fast, okay? 4-3 speed, flashed a little bit at Arizona last year, Monday night game, uh, finished with five catches, 72 yards. He ran for 100 yards on 10 carries throughout the whole year, but didn't really play. Okay, seemed to be following the mold that we've talked about forever. Fourth round running back, takes a redshirt year, huge year to leap, maybe not even James White, but he seemed to be the passing down guy. The problem with Pierre Strong at least in New England, because now, of course, he's in Cleveland and Tyrone Wheatley Jr. is here, is he never became that back. In fact, he went backwards while Kevin Harris leapt him on the depth chart this summer. It's something I wrote in my film review 
of the preseason finale at Tennessee and really weeks earlier because you just saw it in practice with the reps, the way he was playing. This dude is high cut and skinny below the waist. I'm not trying to kick him while he's down. I've been kicking him basically all summer. I think there's still talent there that the Patriots, for whatever reason, just couldn't get out of him. But when people look at this and go, give up on, oh my God, Pierre Strong, who's a fourth round pick? He runs a 4-3. You're missing the part where we all have been spoiled by the Patriots' success rate on hitting on mid-round running backs. Pierre Strong was not going to follow that because most fourth round picks actually don't hit. And the ceiling for those guys is not James White. It's typically a backup. And so that's what Pierre Strong was drafted to become, maybe better with a little bit of talent. And it just never materialized. They needed someone who they could rely on blitz pickup, maybe some short yardage, uh, certainly on passing downs. And neither Kevin Harris nor Pierre Strong did enough to say, I'm the guy. That's why Zeke's here. And that's why Pierre Strong is gone. Uh, as for Wheatley Jr., really interesting story. I've actually been talking to people who coached him back in college at Stony Brook, came over from Michigan. As you would expect, 310-pound dude goes from University of Michigan football down to Long Island to play football, uh, makes an impact. He actually played tight end for most of his college career at Stony Brook. Okay, Again, still at 310. Going to have a story later out. We'll save that part. But the interesting part here is that this is a guy who's only played offensive tackle the last two, three years. I don't know if he's going to contribute right away. Bill Belichick was asked that question this morning and said, I don't know either. I think it's a reasonable response. The thing that should excite you, though, is that this guy not only has an NFL pedigree, his dad's Tyro Wheatley Jr., former Raiders running back. You saw him 47, was actually at the Snowball. Um, he's got natural strength, quick feet. Again, the skills of a tight end who can move, and he's a natural run blocker. The issue, of course, is he's inexperienced, and he's got some anchor issues in pass protection. I think they can smooth those out. Again, he's got stuff like Vidarian Lowe does, traits you just can't teach. But there's a reason he was undrafted, partly because he was changing positions as he tried to go to the NFL. Vidarian Lowe, obviously not as refined. The Vikings got rid of him. Um, but Wheatley, really quickly, 2020 works his way from a tight end to offensive tackle. 2021 tries out with Bears, signs of their practice squad. They have an executive named Champ Kelly who leaves the Bears in 2022 to go join Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. So he goes to the Raiders. Well, where does Wheatley go? to play for his dad's old team. He's there, gets cut at the end of the summer, signs of the Browns practice squad. Another thing that should encourage you, he's been coached by Bill Callahan, who since Dante Skarniecki retired, is really the best offensive line coach in the league. I mean, you could ask people inside the NFL, as I have, or on the outside, if he has your stamp of approval, if he gives you his stamp of approval, uh, you're in good shape. Granted, again, the team sent him out. They only got Pierre Strong in return, but I think he's a developmental swing worth taking as far as low Patriots give up a 2024 20, six round pick uh another fascinating story he came out of Illinois uh, as a six rounder a year ago had two kids already at 24 a wife and he and his wife took guardianship of his brother so this is a guy who had to be an adult like this okay and you look at what the Patriots need obviously it's some flexibility both he and Wheatley have played on both sides Lowe has played more on the left side um only 33 offensive snaps last year for the Vikings you know and he was probably going to get cut. I thought this was a snap, uh, a swap of players, just like we saw with Wheatley and Strong, who probably would have been on the street. But the market for offensive tackles, and we say this every single summer, is such that it's a seller's market. Okay, you're going to get something better than you would expect for a player of that caliber, even if, like the Browns, you're running four offensive tackles deep. And this guy who could develop into a swing tackle, maybe even quickly, I don't know, we'll see. Um, you know, is going to fetch something better. And you're okay giving that up because of A, your depth, and B, the return 
uh, is usually pretty good. So I think there are lots of options on the table. I don't think either of them will contribute right away. And if they do, it's a worst case scenario injury-wise, which shocker, Belichick was not in a very uh, open mood this morning discussing injuries. It won't be. We know that's how he operates. It's totally fine. We all understand. But Riley Reef is now dinged up. Um, Calvin Anderson still isn't taking a stab. He's on the non-football illness list. That could change tomorrow. If it doesn't, he'll miss four games. City Sow at right tackle has been up and down, as you would expect. And Connor McDermott hasn't even been seen. So he's someone I think would probably get cut because no one's claiming him off of the tape that Connor McDermott produced uh, in that preseason opener at left tackle. But that's where they are along the offensive line. Not to mention Cole Strange, Mike Onwenu. Uh, Belichick doesn't know if they'll be ready for week one when they face arguably the best defensive line in the league. So the Patriots admit what we've been talking about for a while. They get these two offensive tackles, developmental guys, young, both six foot six, 320 pounds, perhaps some flexibility to play left and right, but we'll see. Now, onto the goods, all right? Fake trades. We can only hope one of these will come true. And I'm going to tell you, I'm actually skipping uh, the one that included in the headline and got a little bit more run on Twitter because I, I threw it in there into the headline, quote, let's get nuts. And <laughs> if if Aaron Donald, if trading for Aaron Donald does not qualify as let's get freaking nuts, I don't know what it is. But the longer I looked at that, I talked myself into it. You're giving up a lot of draft capital and Kendrick Bourne. Donald, there's two years left in his deal. Totally palatable, palatable contract. The Rams are not trying to win this year as soon as they start losing. Mike Lombardi, former consigliere to one Bill Belichick, uh, floated the idea last month that maybe they trade him. I think if they do, the Patriots should make a call. Does it work? Does it happen? No, of course not. But these are fake trades, baby. We're having some fun. And I think uh, not only just in the actual practice of trading, like the NFL media, like the league itself should get a little more involved with some uh, trade writing and reporting and some conjecture. So that's what we have. Okay. But before we get to all of that. Okay. So you've heard me say before that you can win with the Patriots season over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. You bet there, they win, you win too. Well, right now, new customers at FanDuel can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's win or lose for the Patriots. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. This is for all you folks who live outside New England. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can be on with everything from spreads to player props and more. We give out bets here on the podcast all the time. More are coming. Listen and bet on FanDuel and visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss from FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 year older and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus is issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at fanduelcom sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org. Call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. The NFL Sunday ticket offer ends on September 18th, 2023. That's the day after the Patriots week two game against Miami. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV itself. YouTube TV base plan requires you to watch uh, NFL Sunday ticket. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use is excluded. Subscription renews automatically, but you can cancel at any time. Okay, on to the fake trades. So, whew, catch it. <laughs> catch some breath in the solo pods, man. Uh, if we have any you know, water companies. They want to throw some sponsorship this way. I'm going to be sipping from this throughout. Now, 
Trade number one, you will recognize this name because he was here in 2018. He was an all-pro kick returner. He's mostly played receiver. He was a first-round pick. But as of late, Cordero Patterson has been playing running back. And in this scenario, the Patriots give up another running back who is underwhelmed. Granted, Kevin Harris is a six-round pick. Most of them don't make the team back-to-back years. He's made it once uh, or practice while he got elevated, whatever, technicalities. Patriots trade Kevin Harris in the seventh-round pick to Cordero Patterson in this deal. Because last year, Patterson rushed for a career-high 695 yards and eight touchdowns over just 11 games. The year before, 2021, he caught 52 passes for 548 yards. He's no longer, let's be totally clear, one of the most dynamic athletes in the NFL. But he should absolutely be serviceable for the Patriots, who will likely ask a rookie, be it Demario Douglas or Kayshawn Booty, to be their number four receiver. And as it stands right now, Ty Montgomery to be their third running back. And I've said this before, Ty Montgomery absolutely goes in the bucket of players that the Patriots like more than you do. And I'm with you on this one because he has not topped 200 offensive yards in a single season since 2018. Meanwhile, Cordell Patterson, even though he's now 32, has done that in five of the last six years. So for the Falcons, they sell high on a 32-year-old guy whose career they really you know, rehabbed and revived. They replace him with Harris, who's a young back, really just kind of a power back. Again, short yardage, things that Zeke is going to take off of his plate now as the Patriots' number two guy, but hasn't really shown any other plus skills. The thing is, you get Kevin Harris now for three more years, obviously cost-controlled contract. He becomes their number three or number four option behind Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. So I think this deal works. It gives the Patriots depth at receiver and running back, someone they're familiar with. You can give you flexibility formationally. Um, schematically a guy who's obviously dynamic with the ball in his hands but he's not someone you lean on he's just someone in case of an injury or as a number four receiver works absolutely fine and the cost is a running back who's disappointed who he can basically replace now as your number three or four guy along with you know pick him or Ty Montgomery um, and a seventh round pick so deal number one okay deal number two if you remember last September the Patriots had a pick swap deal with the Raiders and the deal went like this. We will give you a seventh-round pick, an offensive tackle, Justin Haran, for a six-rounder. Vegas said, okay, the deal was done. And Haran went to Vegas, quickly got hurt. Uh, the Patriots still needed offensive tackles. But Haran had a bad camp. Uh, can't blame the Patriots necessarily for that one, but that's how it went. Okay, my view is now is it's time for Vegas to return the favor. It's time for Vegas to send a seventh-round pick. And defensive tackle John Jenkins to the Patriots, who give them a six-rounder. Jenkins is... Uh, someone who's been around the block or two. He's 34, okay? The last two seasons, he played under ex-Patriots assistant and former Dolphins defensive coordinator Josh Boyer. So he's familiar with the techniques, with the terminology, the whole defense. He is on the bubble, reportedly, in Las Vegas. Again, we're recording late Monday night. This is all subject to change. Uh, where McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler have stocked their defensive line, maybe 10 or 11 deep. So I think they go with recent draft picks, Neil Farrell Jr., Byron Young, uh, and a seventh-round kid, Nesta Jade Silvera at Arizona State, in favor of Jenkins. Meanwhile, Jenkins fills a void that the Patriots wanted to fill last week with a six-foot-three, 370-pound Marquand McCall, who got here and failed the physical. So they're looking for that backup nose tackle. Since McCall filed the physical, by the way, they also cut Carl Davis. So they really need a backup tackle here, a nose tackle. And Jenkins is only six-foot-three, 327 pounds. That's pretty close to what they have Lawrence Guy, who's going to be next to Devon Gotchow 
on any meaningful rundowns, but they need someone on Gotchow's other side because Gotchow is the guy at nose tackle. But the backup position to fill out these goal line packages or short yardage defenses um, is something they need to address. They need to find a body here. They've been trying to do it. And I think Jenkins, again, on the roster bubble in Las Vegas, uh, is a guy who could do this. Okay. Like I said, we're not going to go deep into the Aaron Donald trade because in the first paragraph that I wrote about that, it said it's not happening. But here are all the reasons it makes sense. If you want to read more about that, go to thebostonherald.com. Here comes the new trade. Um, Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated, floated Sunday night on Sports Sunday with Mike Felger. The Patriots have been looking for tight ends. It makes total sense. I've had Matt Sokol and Anthony Berkser off my 53-man roster projections or ensuing updates uh, or any of conversations anyone asks. They say they'll cut them, keep on the practice squad. If they want to elevate them, great. If not, I can't blame them because neither Sokol nor Berkser has taken the job in a way that says, I should be your number three tight end. But when you look around the league, you got a number of uh, options here. And Burt specifically mentioned teams that have had coaching changes, which makes a lot of sense. And so I look at those teams in Arizona, for example. Arizona actively leaking good players, whether it's the trade of Josh Jones, another offensive tackle who went to Houston, cutting Colt McCoy today, by the way, who is their best quarterback, not named Kyler Murray. Um, and so they want to tank. You could go get Zach Ertz. The trouble is Zach Ertz is not only not the guy that was beating Devin McCourty for a touchdown at the end of the Super Bowl uh, against the Eagles, Super Bowl 52. He hasn't been that guy for a long time, partially injuries, but he's been paid like that guy. And if he were to be traded to New England, barring a restructure, he would be their second highest paid offensive player. Yes, that is partly on Bill Belichick for not paying more for certain offensive players. The bottom line is that's just not going to happen. And I don't think it makes a ton of sense to pay for a declining asset. Not like Aaron Donald's a declining asset for maybe the greatest defensive lineman to ever live, but like Zach Ertz, pretty good, went to a Pro Bowl or two tight end. Now to a guy with 460 yards and is probably going to miss four or five games. Not in the business the Patriots should be in. Not to mention Zach Ertz, even at the peak of his powers, more of a receiving tight end, not a blocker. That leads us now to another team with a new coaching change. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Indianapolis, Shane Steichen, former Eagles offensive coordinator. They're looking at Mo Alley Cox going, you're our fourth tight end, and we would love to get 460 yards out of you like Zach Ertz just had, and we can't do it. And this dude is cut. Like, he would be uh, – you know, put him on an NBA floor. He would not look out of place. You know, six foot six, 250, more of a move guy, isolated, you know, red zone threat, jump ball specialist, yada, yada. The trouble is he's also overpaid. And I don't think that's a player where they say, okay, we'll play in line this basketball player in football pads and you'll fit what we want to do. They already have one of those. His name is Mike Kosicki. So the place that I have landed 
A third team with a coaching change in the final fake trade, not including Aaron Donald, is the Patriots acquired Denver tight end Albert Okuwebunam. You say that one at home. Albert Okuwebunam in a six-round pick in exchange for a fifth-round pick. So this is another pick swap trade. You don't lose a pick. You just fall further back in the draft order. You pick up a player. We're just going to, okay, I'm going to call him Albert. Oh, this is too much. Albert O is a fourth-year tight end at a Missouri, former mid-round pick. Uh, six foot five, 258 pounds. Despite that heft, he's still more of a receiving tight end, but there's bulk, bulk there in some blocking skills that have been developed. He is also on the bubble in Denver. He just finished his preseason with seven catches and 109 yards and one touchdown against the Rams last week. So the downside is, of course, you're trading for a fourth string tight end right now because Denver has under Sean Payton, uh, Adam Troutman, who's an all around guy. Uh, another receiving tight end and a fullback and a blocking tight end. So that's why he's probably in the outside looking in if they only keep three. And when you look at the price of someone who is a mid-round pick in a contract year, who's topped out at 330 yards receiving, but the Patriots have Hunter Henry, they have Mike Kosicki, they don't need their number three tight end to be this giant weapon. I think he gets it done. It's not only just a short-term investment, but with Kosicki and Hunter Henry in contract years, as is Albert O., uh, you might be able to resign him for cheap and develop him if they liked him out of Missouri in 2020 and what they've seen, at least as of late, because he's impressed Sean Payton, who's naturally going to just blow him up at the podium and try to hype up his value and say, oh, we really want him, even if they intend to trade him or cut him. And you look at the recent trades for tight ends, you know, Adam Troutman, I mentioned, goes from New Orleans to Denver for a sixth round pick. Darren Waller from Vegas to the Giants for a third rounder. TJ Hawkinson took like all of the fourths from Detroit. It goes to Minnesota for a second and a third, like a pick swap for a backup guy who hasn't produced and was drafted in the middle rounds seems about right. He's not as good as any of those tight ends. And, oh, we forgot about John U. Smith and his contract going to Atlanta for a seventh rounder. So in this scenario, it's not even getting the seventh rounder. Um, but I think it's proper value for the Patriots who need another tight end or looking at it. And apparently within that market, I think you got to fit here in Albert O. So I don't know if he's Tyrone Wheatley Jr. Uh, part two. We might have another real trade for the Patriots. I think they should be scouring the market, look at running back, look at tight end. I think they're probably set at the offensive line, pending some different health things and defensive tackle. Um, otherwise, we're going to find out a lot in the next 24, 48 hours. I'm glad we could squeeze this episode in. Like I said, I didn't know when we were to record next. I don't think it'll be Tuesday night. You'll probably hear from us midday Wednesday, maybe Wednesday night, and get a full look at the roster, which don't forget, there are always changes the day after. Okay, guys who then get put on IR or whatever it might be. And then they clear spots for other players they want to sign, practice squad, whatever it happens to be. Sometimes there are trades after cuts. So we'll all tweet, write about, break down the depth chart initially, and then it's going to change. So just be patient. Thursday is the day the proverbial dust should settle. All right. This episode of the Pass Interference Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. So that'll about do it. Again, find us, iTunes, Spotify rate, review, hit me up on Twitter, email, whatever you want to have. Lots more and more guests coming soon here on Pat's Interference. Brought to you by Fanny. See you guys soon.